The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. And welcome back to Hoop Ball Hawks, the show here on the Hoop Ball Network that is taking flight. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm recording this on Friday, July 2nd. And I would say happy Friday, happy early 4th of July to everybody. Um, I would say happy Friday, but it isn't really happy Friday here in Atlanta between the rainy weather and last night's game, yeah, it sucks trading and play. Yeah, it sucks we're down 3-2. And yeah, there were things that we can definitely point to that caused us to lose last night's game. It was just Milwaukee's night last night, just like it was our night in game four. And a lot of lucky bounces and breaks happened for the Bucks, and it seemed like every time we were trying to make a run, something very fortunate would happen for the Milwaukee Bucks that would just further solidify that the Hawks just weren't going to get game five up in Wisconsin. But I still have hope. We have a game six here in Atlanta tomorrow night, and I'm going to start the program saying that there were some good things to come out of last night that gives me hope that not that we can win game six because we can win game six, but that we will win game six Enforce a game seven, which I foresaw this series going seven games anyway. Hawks and six would have been awesome. Would have been awesome. And I wish that chant from game four would have held true by the fans. But we have done a game seven before against a superior team. And we damn sure can do it again. And I will share my optimism after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code Hoopball to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is is that no cash is required to enter and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus 
and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. Game five started as bad as it possibly could last night. Being down over 20 points in the first quarter, the Bucks certainly rallied around the fact that Giannis was going to be out, similar to how the Hawks did in game four when they found out Trey Young wasn't going to be able to go. And they gave us a taste of our own medicine. The home crowd in Milwaukee was electric. Those filling in for Giannis stepped up in a huge way for the Bucks, And everyone got it going for Milwaukee early and often. And they were being extremely aggressive on both ends of the floor. As I said before, countless bounces for shots went in. I lost track of how many second points, second chance points the Bucks had last night. I felt like they were killing us on the glass, even though it was only a plus seven advantage for Milwaukee. And it just explained that just everything went right for the Bucks starters last night. And they played a lot of minutes, a lot of minutes. If you go back and look at the stats and look at the minutes, it's very eye-opening. And that's something that I will get into later in the program. The Bucks last night had four players score 20 points or more, including Bobby Schmurder Portis, who started in place of Giannis. Portis, coming into last night's game, averaged almost 16 points per game this year when Giannis did not play in about nine games, and he was key last night. He scored 22 points, grabbed eight rebounds, had three assists and three steals. It was a great game from him. Uh, he's a real energy guy. He's the enforcer for that team, and his energy is pretty much infectious, and it spreads through the rest of the team, and he really gave this team a lift, and especially his teammate, who was the difference maker, in my opinion, in last night's game, Brooke Lopez, scoring a playoff career-high 33 points for the Bucks. He was in attack mode early and often, and after scoring only seven points the game prior, he shot 14 of 18 from the floor, 5 of 7 from the free throw line, added 7 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block. He got it done on both ends of the floor. He was confident. He had a lot of mismatches on him. He certainly took advantage of that. A lot of dunks from him. And the two bigs, Portis and Lopez, really set the tone early for the Milwaukee Bucks, which spelled trouble for the Hawks, who at times didn't have an answer for either of them. And certainly did not match their energy and intensity. Chris Middleton had a better game last night. 26 points on 50% shooting from the floor. 33% from three. Added 13 rebounds himself. Eight assists and two steals. Holiday was great all game long. Had 25 points. Had 13 assists. So 21 assists between Middleton and Holiday. Really did a great job of distributing the ball last night. Holiday also had six rebounds and knocked down three three-pointers. P.J. Tucker, the final buck starter, only had five points, so he didn't get into that 20-point party, but he had 11 rebounds, which were key for the Bucks. As I said, they did out-rebound the Hawks again. Pat Connaughton added nine points off the bench, and I started talking about the Bucks in this program because I just kind of wanted to get the Bucks talk out of the way. Yeah, they won. They played great as a team, and you got to tip your hat off to them, just like I'm sure... You know, the Bucks fans had to tip their hat to the Hawks in game four with how we played with Trey Young out. Bucks shot 50.5% from the floor and 31% from three. 31% is not great, but, I mean, when you shoot 50% from the floor and play the defense that they played and the energy that they played, you're going to win. So you got to tip your cap off to them. But I wanted to kind of get that 
out the way and get to the team stats and then talk about the Hawks side of things because obviously this is hoop ball Hawks. And I told you I was going to be optimistic about our chances of winning game six and forcing a game seven. Before we move on to that, I will say this. There was a list of things that I can point to as to why the Hawks lost last night. Some of the same stats that I've been tracking all series, the hustle stats, no doubt we lost that last night. Lopez contributions on both ends of the floor was the key to us losing last night. Losing the rebounding margin, again, yes, we lost. Second chance points, I just I don't have that stat in front of me, but I just feel like they really just did a great job of just getting second chance points. Um just you know, missing shots, getting the long rebounds and fortunate tips their way to get the putbacks. I saw that countless time after time after time, especially in the first half. It just seemed like it was endless. So that's another reason why we lost. Having six less free throws than the Bucks, And that's partially because of the jump shots and the three-pointers that Atlanta were taking, which didn't give, help give them trips to the charity stripe. Losing the turnover margin last night. By five, didn't help. Losing points in the paint by 30 certainly did not help. 11 steals from the Bucks, returning the favor from game four from us when we had 11 steals. Losing the fast break point margin. Herter only having eight points, shooting three of 12 from the floor and two of seven from three did not help. Six turnovers from Lou Will, which partially credit to the Bucks defense playing you know much better on him and forcing a lot of bad passes and getting to his passing lanes, but six turnovers and it's not going to cut it, especially from the guy who's going to be the primary ball distributor in place of Trey young. And the fact that the Hawks never led this game and it, and how it started, you know, for the bucks, it seemed pretty bleak that they ever would lead in last night's game. And, and again, everything was just going right for Milwaukee last night, but here's where my optimism comes in. Last night, the Hawks shot 39.5% from three and knocked down 15 threes. This is positive, especially because there was many games where we were 33% and lower from the three-point line. And then last game, we shot better from the three-point line. And this game, we did as well. This is positive, especially because we saw Bogey getting it going from behind the three-point line. He knocked down seven of them things last night. Seven of them things last night and i'm talking about bogey a little bit later but if he can continue to score like this if trey comes back tomorrow it bodes well for the hawks that's part one of my optimism part two the hawks shot 45.6 percent from the floor which isn't terrible it wasn't like they shot under 40 percent like the bucks did in game four they were making shots and if you look at the quarter by quarter breakdown Points-wise, they won the second quarter and won the fourth quarter. Obviously, the first quarter is what really set the Hawks back, and they had a large hill to climb back from, obviously, that early 20-plus point deficit in the first quarter. But they shot the ball not bad from the floor. That's positive. The Hawks had 24 team assists, which is a good number. As I said, the mid-20s and higher are where the Hawks want to be for team assists. And that's something that they, they can certainly build upon as far as ball movement for game six and potentially a game seven. If they're sharing the ball, spreading out the attack, who do you guard? 
if you're the Bucks. If people are all, you know, getting touches and getting it going just like it happened in game four, it stresses the Bucks defense and gives them that no pun intended, deer in the headlight look on a defensive end. So they need to continue to build upon that in game six. Bogey, who I mentioned, had his best offensive game of the postseason, scoring 28 points on 10 of 22 shooting. As I said before, he knocked down seven three-pointers, added five rebounds, four assists with no turnovers. Again, if we can keep him hot offensively alongside with Trey, if he can come back for game six, I like the Hawks' chances of extending this series. It's about time. We've been waiting for Bogey to break out of this slump. Yes, he was injured. He was playing more and more minutes. He was getting his shots up, and he wasn't hitting any of his shots. A lot of you guys were saying, stop shooting. Take Bogey out. I'm glad we didn't because he has turned it around in a big way. And if we can, if he can play like this alongside of Trey Young, if we can get 18 to 24 points from Bogey, if Trey Young is playing, I like our chances. And this next player really woke up offensively. John Collins added 19 points last night, 7 to 16 shooting from the floor, 3 or 5 from the three point line, 100% from the free throw line. We need this from John Collins every game this series. This is the type of games I want from him. His three-point shooting last night was a thing of beauty, especially a couple of them in transition. He was in rhythm. He was confident. And that is something to build off of. I want him to take more three-pointers. I do. But I also want him to balance out getting to the cup and scoring in the paint as well. I want a healthy balance from John Collins. Be aggressive offensively. He had 16 shots last night. That's the money right there. If you can get 12, 13 shots or more, that's when good things happen for this Hawks offense, especially when Trey Young is out on the floor. So continue this play. John Collins and Bogey, we're going to need it. Gallo, we need to continue this play as well. 19 points off the bench and off the bench as well. I love the minutes we've been seeing from Okongwu. He continues to get better and better as a rookie. He had six points and six rebounds last night. I love the contributions from them too. And although Cam Reddish only had five shot attempts last night, he had seven points off the bench in 23 minutes. He added four rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. He's continuing to progress. And 23 minutes is good from him, especially if he can play low 20s or where he's at right now minutes wise when Trey Young comes back that will only help this team especially on the defensive end because his defense is truly needed if we can put him on a Middleton on holiday on switches with his length with his athleticism with his quickness he can be you know a difference maker defensively for the Hawks so I like what I'm seeing from those players I just mentioned and outside of the players I mentioned the other stats for the Hawks and this kind of opto optimism train, but it was good to see Capella play yesterday, even though he had that eye injury. I know he was questionable going into the game. Six points, eight rebounds, three blocks. I expect him to have a better game six, especially rebounding the ball and defensively. Herder had a rough game, which I mentioned. I don't think he'll have a rough game in game six being back home, but we'll see. Lou Will had 17 points, five assists. 8 of 15 shooting, but again, the six turnovers, which I said was more credit to the Bucks defense, but you can't have six turnovers from your primary distributor. Ask Trey Young. He knows about that. And 
already talked about all the key stats that I've been tracking this series. And no surprise, outside of John Collins' production last night, the Hawks lost every metric that I think they need to meet in order to win each game this series and to win this series ultimately and move on to the NBA Finals. But again, there are positives that I mentioned that could lend to the Hawks extending this series. And last night, you can't question their fight because they fought to the very end. They tried. They tried. They tried. They tried. They fought to the very end. Yes, some people said, well, a little too late. I don't care about bump that. I don't care how late it is. If you're giving effort to the end, that shows heart. That shows grit. And that's something that you can build upon the next game, okay? I don't care about little too late about that stuff. Yes, it was a little too late. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm saying that energy, that effort, that fight is what's, what's, what's going to happen. What's going to need to happen, sorry, if you want to win a playoff game. And that's something that Naaman Millen can point to on the film and said, okay, I like this. This energy right here, this fight... You knocking down your shots, executing in the fourth quarter, that's what we need to carry over the next game. And we get Trey back, that is the type of energy that we need for 48 minutes in order to extend this series, and I think that they can do it. Last night, it was not a lack of effort. And you cannot take that away from this team. It was just breakdowns defensively and a lot of luck that led to last night's loss. Obviously, luck on the part of the Milwaukee Bucks and luck has a funny way of helping the home team. And luckily, the Hawks are the home team next game. And if we can get even more luck, damn, I keep saying luck. I want some lucky charms right now. That sounds heat. But anyway, if Trey Young can come back for game six with how some of his teammates have been playing, shifting Lou back to the bench, let him do his thing off the bench. Gallo's been playing well. JC had a great game. He can build upon that. Bogey's been hot lately shooting the ball. Continue to build upon that. If we can get harder shooting better, the Hawks can extend this to seven games, and the Hawks can win a game seven in Milwaukee. I truly believe that. If Trey comes back, yes, he will score his points. But I think it will be crucial for him in his first game back to be more of a distributor, to continue to feed those hot hands for the Hawks, spread out the attack, the attack offensively, get him an 11 to 14 assist game. That's what I'm going to be looking for from Trey Young. I don't need a 38, 40 point performance from him. I need 11 to 14 assists. Get your teammates involved. Open up the floor for everyone. Spread out the attack. Stress that Milwaukee Bucks defense that does not have their best defensive player in the Giannis Antetokounmpo. I highly doubt he's going to play game six. We'll see though. And Doing that, Trey Young distributing the ball, and outside of defensive adjustments, those two are the major keys to winning game six here in Atlanta. We got to protect the rim better. That falls under defensive adjustments. Rebound better. That's defense, but just as a team, we need to rebound better. Ball movement, which I mentioned, and get to the free throw line. We need to get to the free throw line. Those are things that are going to help the Hawks win game six. And another thing that I mentioned at the top of the program, a little precursor, the Bucks starters played big minutes in last night's game. It was an emotional game. There was a lot of energy expended from the Milwaukee Bucks as with their teammate down, they wanted to go out and prove that they can do it. 
And they expended a lot of energy and played a lot of minutes doing that. I think that's going to be an advantage for the Hawks next game. P.J. Tucker played 38 minutes. Chris Middleton played 45 of the 48 minutes. Lopez played 38 minutes. Portis, who's normally playing off the bench, played 36 minutes. Holiday played 42 minutes. I think the legs of the Bucks in the second half of game six will be something to watch. And if they're not getting strong bench contributions like they really haven't been all series, I think that gives Atlanta the advantage tomorrow night. So I look to Atlanta to push the pace and run, run, get them tired, get them out of position, move that ball, wear this Milwaukee Bucks team down. Yes, we can be physical. I would love to be physical as far as, you know, with the bigs for Milwaukee. But if we can push the pace, get them running, get them moving, test those legs, they're traveling down back to Atlanta. I mean, yes, it's consistent rest, but those big minutes, I think is going to come back to bite the Bucks. And I'm confident that the Hawks can win this game tomorrow night. They had the fight and effort last night. They just need to execute better. And I know they will be eager to do so after losing last night. And they get to come home to a great crowd game six tomorrow night, 830 Eastern on TNT at the State Farm Arena. And I expect some pre-4th of July fireworks from the Atlanta Hawks. And I expect them to extend this series. Test those legs for the Milwaukee Bucks starters. I said a lot of minutes. A lot of minutes they played last night. Let's take it to them. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. That is no cap. Numbers do not lie. Share this with Atlanta sports fans, Hawks fans, NBA fans. Anybody. Anybody who's willing to listen to this podcast about the Atlanta Hawks, share it with them. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at Hoop ball hawks follow myself brad jarrett six seven that is brad j-a-r-r-e-t-t six seven on twitter let's go hawks i can't wait for game six and let's look to see the keys that i mentioned if the hawks can capitalize on that in extended series hawks in seven hawks in seven you guys have a wonderful friday we will talk to you guys this weekend